listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 324, the Hurricane Edition. Caleb <laughs> <laughs> here with the one, the only, the guy who busted his ass to get us ready for this hurricane, John Brownstone. I did, and I'm long in the tooth for it. I know, but I'm very grateful to you. And now, because you did all that prep work, it might not actually affect us quite as badly. <laughs> That's what it takes to keep it away. I don't care. I'd go through it all again. I know. <laughs> Although I feel very bad for the people that it is going to affect because it's a... I always a, do, but I still get to be glad it's not me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My empathy, sympathy, heart, emotions, thoughts, vibes go out to anybody affected by a storm. I also still get to be glad it's not me. <laughs> That's just a truth. <laughs> this week, uh, for all kinds of reasons, and all of them named Hurricane Ian, uh, we didn't go with the topic we had on our list. No, no, no. Uh, we asked y'all over on Instagram, at that handle I fucking hate, what you wish people, including other kinksters, understood about your kinks, and y'all had thoughts. So we, we let y'all write the show for this week. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS. Yes, one or on YouTube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We are able to do this weird thing on the internet. And uh, if we had to shut down because of a hurricane, uh, in large part because of our kinky patrons. And uh, we're grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can. Join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash... Excuse me, what are words? Goodness. Patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Proof that we are not actual professionals. Uh, before we get started, will you be turning on the fan? I know that it's dark and grim and rainy but, but i'm sweating it, it, it is warm in here so yes i will be turning <laughs> the fan you. so when you hear that hum that's a fan in the background keeping us relatively coolish and is this uh week chaotic as hell yes 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 it is i don't even know what to do with my coffee i keep moving it but not drinking it i'm doing it wrong okay so before we get into the episode and see podcast listeners for y'all it's been a couple minutes for the Poor YouTube folks. It's been been a hot minute. Sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before we get into the episode, uh, we would like to thank Beducated for sponsoring this week's uh, show. Yay! We have talked about Beducated many, many, mm -hmm. many, many, many times in the past. It is like uh, a very specific kind of vanilla platform you've heard about, where you can go learn about all kinds of things and pay like one amount per month kind of deal. Except this one's about sex and relationships and kink and all the good stuff. Um, so if you uh, check out Beducated, you can get a free trial. If you use our link and our coupon code, loving, uh, you get 40% off at sort of the yearly pass sort of situation. It's $9.99 a month and you get that discount forever. It's not like a for one year, it's not like a one and done. It's a for as long as you have your membership, you get that discount. So they always have some really good courses. Mm -hmm. um, I should spend more time in there than I do. I know. I was just thinking I, I need to dip back in there because I, I enjoyed some of the things that I, I watched in there too. It's Some of it's like the obvious sort of stuff you might think about in uh, for sex. Like in this case, they've got some courses specifically about oral sex. I always say this word wrong. Cunnilingus? Mm -hmm. I don't like that word. But I don't know another word for it. But, you know, when you're, like, eating out the, the, the cooch, right? That's a skill. And as somebody who has had that done by different people over the years, not everybody knows what they're doing down there, okay? And if you're ever like, am I somebody who doesn't know what they're doing down there? This course might help you. And then, of course, there's one for blowjobs. And that is also a skill, and also there's some tricks to it. Like how many of us show of hands that I can't see um, have tried to 
give a blowjob and then the gag reflex is way too strong and you're like a, the tip is in and you're like ah, 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 right like there are tricks for that Can you see that again <laughs> That'll be the next uh, Discord emoji. <laughs> there are tricks of, for that where you get your hands incorporated and you, you, the whole thing don't have to go down your throat. It's okay. So these are, if you're like, but I don't know those tricks. You know what? These kinds of classes can help you. Um, in the econolingus, I don't like that word. Um, <laughs> they give you 10 Basic and advanced techniques. Um, what I really like, and this is one of the things I like about Beducated, uh, this class focuses on communication and how to kind of mm -hmm. do that. And also exercises using not a penis. So, or, sorry, that was kind of like this, not a vulva. So a spoon, an orange, or a peach. I, I mean, I kind of just want to watch somebody take the class and do the homework with with a spoon, an orange, or a peach, hmm. you know, <laughs> on the blowjob side. Fascinating. You get that kind of thing as well. And then you get the exercises with a dildo, a cucumber, or a banana. If I'm going to put a food in my mouth to practice blowjobs, it will not be a banana because the little, unless it's a peeled banana, because mm. the little ends of the banana, they're hard and crunchy and crusty and bitter. Why would I put that in my mouth? Cucumber. I know, but then you got to make sure you get the waxy bit off. True. So maybe I would just go with a dildo. Anyway, <laughs> if you're like, uh, I think I think I would like to improve my skills uh, sexually. Maybe it's not oral sex that you need to improve. Maybe it's some other part of your sex life. Beducated's got you covered. Um, you can. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's chaos. Look, level up your love life, your sex life, your kink life. Join Beducated starting at $9.99 a month. Use our code LOVING. Um, discounts locked in for life. Don't have to worry about it. I love that. I love using discount codes and then not worrying like the next month or the next year. We bought something that has nothing to do with this. And I'm very sad because we got a discount. And next year, if we keep it, it doubles in price. <laughs> it's like, damn it. That will not happen in Beducated. So Beducated, Scott, what you need to learn about not the vanilla stuff, right? So... <laughs> you're trying to improve your sex life, your relationship, your kink knowledge, whatever, whatever, go check out Beducated, take a look, see if it's for you, and then use our code LOVING, save 40% off a yearly pass. Okay. Thank you, Beducated, for sponsoring. And also, I'm very sorry that we're like this. And uh, as a reminder, <laughs> the link is in the places. Uh, for YouTube, it's in the description box. For uh, podcast listeners, it's in the show notes. So, hey. There you go. They they must be okay with it. They've been Y'all around long enough, so they back. keep coming back. So you know they they know what they're getting. Y'all keep coming back, <laughs> and we're grateful. Let yeah. Oh yeah. Clear. We're oh, grateful. Yes. But we we do have questions. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I've been screenshotting my little heart out because over yeah. on that handle, I fucking hate on Instagram. Loving DS and the number one at loving DS one. Uh, I popped the thing up and said, hi, we don't even know if we're having an episode this week, but if we do, please help us because we don't have the energy to come up with a topic or deal with our own topics. I have a list, just don't have the energy for them. So I asked, Kingsters mm -hmm. over there, what do you wish other people, including other Kingsters, uh, understood about your kinks? Because the thing is, is we all have misconceptions about stuff, typically because we don't understand something or we only understand or know about a stereotype or a cliche and we somehow have decided that's what a thing is. Everybody does it at some point. Um, and so all of us are constantly sort of having to push back against these misconceptions. And we have done an episode back in, I think, 2021 about the misconceptions we think of. So some of these might be a repeat, but I did want to hear what other people had to say. So we're going to get into these. I'm going to read them. I'm not going to say names, protect anonymity, and we're going to just say what we think about them. Because hmm. sometimes it might be, yeah, I used to have that misconception too. Um, so, ah, I made that too big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, so this first one, uh, I agree with wholeheartedly. Caregiver little isn't pedophilia. Uh, ABDL, adult baby, I always forget the DL stands for, isn't either. Um, ha- being in little space, having a, a mm-hmm. one the, the dominant partner be a caregiver where and the submissive partner is a little on whatever that means to them, whether there's right. age regression or there isn't, it's not about kids. It's not about kids. It's not about kids. Um, it's about a lot of different things. It's about inner child stuff. It's about yeah. innocence. It's about fun. It's about, to- and it's different for everybody. It's about total dependence on another mm-hmm. person. Um, it's about trust. It's about intimacy. It's, I, I hesitated to cheapen it by calling it just role play but on certain levels to certain people that's kind of what it is i mean to to some extent I'm, for some people i can see how it may be role play but i i think it goes a little bit beyond oh role of course play for, for most people for many people it does for some people it doesn't mm-hmm. regardless it's not about kids it's not about it's not about kids it has nothing to do uh, with kids thank you mr spock ABDL, adult, adult baby, baby diaper lover. lover. Thank yes. you. I always forget what the DL stands for. Um, and uh, Evie uh, has a video out where she reacts to, is it a documentary or just a show um, where they, somebody, somebody produced a thing where they were highlighting um, adult baby diaper lover like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go buy a thumbnail, but she did have a concerned face and it said, we have to talk about this. And I was yeah. like, uh-oh. Yeah. What yeah. did the media do to make <laughs> a part of the kink world look stupid? Like, yeah. what happened yeah. there? I haven't watched the video yet, but I did see that pop through on my subscription stuff on YouTube. So, um, it's not for everybody. That is 100% true. Um, whether we're talking adult baby diaper lover, I'm going to keep saying it like that so I can, like, make it stay in my brain what it means. Um That is definitely not for everybody, but even caregiver little isn't for everybody. The problem, it's not that anybody thinks that you have to be into it because I'm into it, they're into it, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's more about that initial gut reaction people have of, oh, gross, or ew. Like, mm, mm, some thoughts are inside thoughts. You're allowed to be like, oh, hell no, not me. Uh, but it's it's not a, it's not great to judge the people around you simply mm-hmm. because you're not into something or that you don't understand the nuances of yeah. something. I mean the, the the whole thing with with you know um, baby girl little's uh, caregiver thing it it has been changing um, a bit. I I remember when they first started coming into the lifestyle. I mean, it was seriously frowned upon in, mm. in many ways. And, and it has changed to a certain degree. Um, probably not as quickly as some would like it to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never I mean, a uh, number of dungeons um, are open to it. A lot of them have um, uh, little play areas. Mm-hmm. Or set. party nights specifically or for party, littles. Party or party nights specifically for littles and their caregivers. So, you know, it, it is happening but probably not as fast as 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 I say. Um, so you know the the acceptance of it is is growing. But you know, yeah, the the way some people look down on it is just it's it's. And I find that ironic upsetting. when it comes from within the kink community. Yes. It's like wait 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 wait. You're looking down on this specific dynamic or kink that you don't like or you don't understand, Mm -hmm. much like you would be very concerned about your vanilla life looking down on you. So why are we doing it to each other? Right. We don't need to, I was about to say we don't need to eat our own, and then I just remember we were talking about oral sex classes (laughs) on Educated. Maybe we do need to eat our own, but, you know, only consensually and with pleasure. I, yeah, and I, that will always, I understand it from a, a, a human nature kind of thing, but it will still always baffle me to some extent why some people in the kink community do to others in the kink community what is absolutely probably been done or will be done to them by outside. Like, come on, let's let's be better. Let's Let's do better. Okay, next one. I love this. Impact is impact, even if it's light with a smaller paddle or toy, and not all impact needs to be intense to be legit. 
so fucking yeah. true. That's that true. is so true. That's true. Um, you know, you see a lot of pictures on FET with masochists that have just these massive bruises mm-hmm. and, and cane marks and everything. And kudos to them. They they love that. They want that. Um, you know, just like some people want, you know, be hit with spikes and, you know, things like that. That That's wonderful. But somebody who just likes some light spankings that don't leave marks, they're no less a kinkster than anybody else. Right. And it's still impact play. Is somebody hitting you with something? Mm-hmm. That's impact play. I yep. don't care what the sensation is. What sensation you feel has pardon the pun mm-hmm. no impact on me it doesn't matter right. it's not a competition we're yep. not scoring against one another there's no winner <laughs> no so it just like a, doesn't a, matter. A, a a sensual flogging is just as valid as a a flogging that leaves marks right because wh- whichever one you're interested in at a given moment or just in general as long as you're getting out of it what you'd like and it's a satisfying situation with the partner in the moment or whatever, it, it doesn't matter if right. it's, if somebody went harder or lighter on you than somebody else. Because again, it it makes zero difference to my life the uh, what the sensations are that you feel versus what I feel. What I care about most is that the impact play I receive feels good to me. That's all. That's all. That's mm-hmm, all that matters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think it goes back to there's lots of things that go into it, but one of the things I think it goes back to is somehow people being worried, even if they wouldn't articulate it this way, that somebody else doing less than them somehow invalidates either the entire kink or their experience with it, and it it really it really doesn't it really doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. Um, hope what matters like in general, in a broader sense, community wise, and for the safety of all of us is, you know, there's consent and there's communication and there's risk assessment. And of course, of course, and you care about other human beings or you're just your kink friends and you want them to be safe. Of course, of course, of course, but act, it, it does, it does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Let people like what they like and don't worry about what you think it might somehow mean about what you like. Cause it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> next one this is a good one mm-hmm. um kinks don't all come from a place of trauma or hurt some of them just appeared like wild pokemons i like that i like that too. <laughs> <laughs> i know there is so on one hand for some people yes their kinks and what they're into are part of some part of what happened to them as kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. for those formative years and something got wired in their head and there, there you go. But that's not, I, I mean, I, I'd love to know if there's a study that's actually attempted to try to measure this about how prevalent that even is. Because to me, that's not that much different than the people, non-kinky, whose formative years taught them sexual shame and now they're in their and this is not i'm not sliding christians at all it's just this is where i see the this happen the most from my western perspective um they're in a good christian marriage but they're terrified of their own genitals like yes shit that happens to you as a kid can absolutely impact your sex life it ain't just the kinksters that happens to them (laughs) it's anybody who had a childhood okay um but also Clearly, it doesn't happen to everybody. So why do we think that all kinksters must be, oh, I hate this word, air quote, damaged in some way? Of course not. I do like the wild Pokemon. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, I do. Uh, the analogy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it goes back to, I think it was when we were doing the uh, episode on conscious kink. Let me air quote that because mm-hmm. I think the more I've thought about it since we did that episode, the more I'm like, that's just a marketing made up fucking term for somebody to feel good that they are into kink. Like, okay, whatever. Anyway, 
not everything you do has to be fully justified to yourself or anyone else. Sometimes the answer is, I just like it. And that gets to be a valid reason. <laughs> like, that just feels good. I don't need to psychoanalyze it. Quite frankly, as somebody who was spanked as a kid and hated every second of it, if we're going to go with the theory that my kinks were determined by the shit I went through, wouldn't I be like, hell no, I won't be on the receiving end of a spanking, but I'll hit any motherfucker who comes near me? Like, mm-hmm. make it make sense. So... Yes, sometimes for some people, sure, sure, sure. You, you used your kink to work through a thing, but not always, not always. If you ever come up to me and go, but who hurt you? I'll be like, huh, his name's JB and it was consensual and I enjoyed every fucking second of it. <laughs> okay, this one we got over and over. I will not read every time we got it. This one, people, they're right. But man, people have thoughts. So this is the first one that came in. I wish people understood that kink is not always a sex thing. Sensual, yes. Erotic, yes. Sexual, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the thing. When I first like figured out I was kinky, in my mind, because for me at the time, it was yeah. always sexual. I struggled to separate that out. Mm. Because I did that typical thing of, well, this is how I experience it. So surely this is how it is experienced. That to me is just sort of a lack of knowledge and you haven't had your horizons expanded enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But there should come a point if you're kind of just sort of paying attention to just like how the world works of, oh yeah, not everybody does everything the same. So therefore this will be different for some people. Now though, I have a lot more experience where the the kinks we do together, the things we do together, again, yes, they're erotic, yes, they're sensual, mm-hmm. but because they no longer sort of, air quote, this always end in sex, my brain understands that on a on a visceral level. Like, absolutely, they can be tied together, but they, sure. don't, they don't have to They be. don't have to be. And and that goes back to the, to the first thing we were talking about, you know, where you, a lot of people feel that, um, you know, uh, baby girl caregiver littles and that um, is pedophilia most times more times than not that that is not even a sexual thing no they're okay? not in a sexual headspace they are not a in a he- sexual headspace when they are are in in that you know place so you know yeah I, I you know and and kind of brushed about this in past conversations you know how um, a, a lot of people, you know, come across this uh, lifestyle, whether through erotica, you know, where the, the sexuality is very intertwined. Places like Tumblr, BDS, ML, or the, 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 the BDSM version of Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try and, to say it. You know, you know all, all, all the images are, sure. are very sexualized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so I, I i think people feel that that's you know oh well, that's what it must be but it's, it's right because not. there are certain elements that have sort of normalized that idea right. which again i get it when you're like a little baby kinkster and you don't know shit except you know you like this one thing mm. you're kind of supposed to have some not enlightened thoughts about things because right. you just don't know yet mm-hmm. but once you start like exploring outside your own personal bubble even a little bit talk to another kingster listen to a podcast right watch a video read a mm-hmm. book like your horizons need to expand um and i think that i think that if most people can think about what whether it's their kink life their sex life their whatever just logically they will see it but those things aren't always logical and it doesn't help that there's so much shame around sex and some uh, a serious lack of education around sex and pleasure that, you know, it's not easy for people to just go try to find somebody to talk about with it or to somehow think that, yes, even your kink life or your sex life are not that much different from every other part of life. Meaning we are all unique and individuals and some people will be similar, but we all have our own motivations and reasons why we do things and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. So that's a yet another reason why I think it's so important. You can do your kink at home. You can never leave your house 
you know, and mm-hmm. bring your kink with you kind of deal. That's fine. But uh, find a kink community online, in person, because you're going to learn so much more about what's possible just by the exposure to other people who are doing it their own way. And if you find a community and they love to say the right way, the true way, then bounce out of that fucking community. Um, this one was interesting because I mostly because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, person says that they kinks make me who I am and they make me feel alive and that this is who I am. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not always true for everybody. There's no. another one we'll come up upon who's sort of like, it's a part of who I am, but it's not all, it's well, not like I mean, my defining, you know. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I discovered there was a kink lifestyle, um, it, it made me feel more complete knowing that there yes. were others out there you know, who, who enjoyed this and, and, and do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it all of who I am? Absolutely not. I mean, we all have many different sides right. to us. And, and while our kink sides may be a big part of that, um, you know, I, I could not imagine not being in some kind of, of power exchange or, you know, something like that to to that point that it is that big of a part of me but to say that it is all of who i am mm-hmm. you know is, is a big misconception no and i and i agree with that i think for me when i figured out what submission was and i related it back to not just what i wanted sexually and in relationships which was a pretty clear like aha moment but when I could relate it back to how I behaved, even in non-sex and relationship situations, and I could, I could kind of go, oh, that's why you did that. That's why you do these things. That's why you want what you want. It was, it was that moment of completion. It was mm-hmm. this light bulb moment. I felt like I made sense. Yeah. And so for me, and this is going to be different for everybody, you know, as it all is, and we keep saying. I can see how, especially before I had an outlet to safely be my submissive self with the right person mm-hmm. and or people, theoretically, uh, <laughs> that part of me was so like intertwined with everything I did that it was like spilling over into other parts of life. And so for me, it was a, I make sense now. This is absolutely a huge part of my identity. Um, it's a core part of who I am. And so while, yes, I am made up of many more things besides just, you know, the desire to serve and submit, um, it's a defining one for me. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because I had I come to it at a time when I kind of thought I knew myself, but I was struggling with why am I like this? Why do I want these things? Why do I think I need these things? And then I was given the clear answer that made sense. And I think that's a little bit of a, even in my thirties, a core memory forming. And I think that depending on how you came to figure out your kink identity and what you need and what you want and how you moved within that and how it made you feel, because I, I would imagine that there are plenty of people whose maybe first experience with it brought shame that they might not have the same kind of view on it that I do, right? Mm -hmm. Other people who maybe knew they were kinky from a really young age and it was accepted and it wasn't this thing they had to go figure out or work through, it just, this is who they are. They will have a different view than I might have. And then of course there's then the infinite number of ways in between those three points and then mm-hmm. other ways I can't even fathom, right? Um, but yeah, it, 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 for me, I agree with this wholeheartedly. This is who I am. Um, I cannot do another relationship where it's not at least understood because even like you, you have theoretically said the most horrific words ever. If the DS had to end tomorrow, <laughs> So here's the thing. You and I would still be in a relationship. It would be a harder relationship because this is how we have formed this relationship. Mm -hmm. But I also know I am the person who takes care of the people she cares about. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. And I've siloed that into service submission. Also in the bedroom, if you don't take the lead, we're not doing shit. So 
that would never end just because we took if it will it will not happen we took the labels <laughs> of dom and sub off of it mm-hmm. this is who i am right. and once i understood that then i knew how to navigate certain parts of relationships and my world a little bit better mm-hmm. so that's not true for everybody as i think we'll see shortly after i swipe a few more times but yes this resonates completely yeah okay scrolling okay here we go let's see <laughs> there are a couple of here um i'm gonna combine these two because they're kind of the same sentiment and i feel this so hard so it's uh because i'm a submissive it doesn't mean i'm weak i'm a boss bitch all day i mean same uh and then they also said and that just because i'm a submissive i'm not your submissive i'm spoken for that man some of the bullshit cliche stereotypes people have in their head about what it means to be submissive i bitch about this all the time how many times Mm -hmm. does some rando on the internet watch 30 seconds of a video decide they don't they don't like me which is fine and then go uh that's not submissive why don't you let him talk oh he'll talk when he wants to talk also i'm getting better about not interrupting you are doing better okay. on that but you know yeah. i mean there's still room for improvement we all know this yeah but like yeah i don't come across to you as submissive because i'm not submitting to you (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because it feels a little incongruent to say on one hand being submissive for me is absolutely an inherent part of my identity and also in the next breath to go but you might not see it but partly because we don't have to be our entire identity every moment of every day to every person we meet sometimes you just get to be a random person that you know you never actually like engage with or interact with um but my most submissive self is it's not a private thing but it's a between you and me thing right nobody else is you're gonna clock it if you know to look for i don't it, i don't need know to, us, i don't but, need to prove my dominance yeah. to anyone no. and you know all that matters is what goes on between you and i and whatever other partner mm-hmm exactly you know i and and the same yeah the same thing with Mm -hmm. i think i feel this has nothing to do with this but what you said made me think of something or the people who think they do somehow have to prove it i mean so this is where i'm a bitch and i know i'm a bitch (laughs) sometimes i feel like i can't because you can't ever know am i watching somebody just be who they are and this is who they are and the whole world gets to see their power exchange on display Mm -hmm. or am i seeing somebody trying to prove something to the rest of the world and you can never really know you have to like know somebody very intimately and even then you you don't know what's in their head so you don't really know but every once in a while i'm feeling really salty (laughs) i'm like (laughs) look i'm happy for you but I don't need the show or the display. You can be in that power exchange without me, but without witnesses, right? Like you're, it's fine for public, like some level of public stuff. That's a whole other debate. We've had those conversations. It's fine if that's just who you are and maybe I don't vibe with it. It's fine, it's fine. But if you're ever like in this headspace of, but how will anybody know who the fuck cares? (laughs) <laughs> the only person who needs to know is you and the partner you're the dominant or the submissive right. or the whatever for that it's the only there's the only one who needs to know yep, yep. if other people know great sure that's that's a lovely bonus but it it doesn't matter and sometimes you don't want people to know because maybe you don't want the questions or you don't want the judgment or whatever whatever so scrolling da, da, da. so this one is a repeat of it's not always sexual but this person used the word that i think is very important um it's not kinks aren't often sexual but they are always intimate would you say they are always intimate i think they can be i think anytime even if it's a casual scene you trust another human being Mm -hmm. enough to either let you do something to them or for them to do something to you that could cause some harm right that creates even temporarily an intimacy i mean i (laughs) i i look at it this way i put your collar on every morning and take it off every night Mm -hmm. and to me that is a intimate thing oh yeah i agree okay so you know yeah i I think that most most acts 
mm-hmm. can be considered that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think there could easily be times where one person in the situation is like, this is not intimate to me. I'm just going mm-hmm. through motions. I'm just, I'm doing a thing. And the other person can be like this. I feel a closeness with this person. Because again, even in casual pickup play, you have to have some element of trust that this other human being. You, you have to have some element of trust and you have to have some element of understanding. Right. Of, and I think that, each other. that automatically on some level for creates a level of intimacy. Is it necessarily the same level of intimacy as long-term partners who are pushing boundaries or who mm-hmm. are doing a thing that is meaningful to them that without the meaning that we give it, it it's, it's whatever. Absolutely. But yes, I, mm-hmm. I think I agree um, that there's a level of intimacy in all parts of kink, even without the sexuality. As Sutherland points out, everyone defines intimacy in their own way, though. So yes, yeah, which is why I can say that one person in a situation might not think of that as intimate and the other person absolutely would. Mm-hmm. And an outside observer would also go, oh, that that seems a little intimate, a lot intimate, because what happens is a lot of us conflate intimacy with sexuality, True. Or not sexuality, sexual uh, sensuousness. We, we pair it with, mm-hmm. you know, eroticism and a turn on and, right. and it, it definitely and it, and it, can, it can be. be. That's, that's part <laughs> of it, but it, it's a lot broader than that. Exactly. As well. It's a yeah. lot broader than that. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. Uh-huh. Okay, this one is this one is the opposite I was saying earlier of the other okay. one. Kinks don't necessarily define all aspects of who I am or negate the enjoyment of vanilla sex. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to I'm definitely never going to tell somebody who's like this is how I view it. You're wrong. I will say what's funny is I, when I gr- I agree. It doesn't have to define all the aspects of who you are, and I really don't think it should all the aspects of who you are. Um, I think it can explain aspects of who you are, but yeah, my mom self, uh, is buddies with my submissive self, but not really. Like, it's not the same. What, um, I have, I'm glad, I'm glad this person said this because I know this logically, but I always forget because again, it's one of those, not me, uh, the negate the enjoyment of vanilla sex. I'm always surprised when a, a, a kinky person says they like vanilla sex, and that is wrong of me, I know, okay? I know. <laughs> I know that it, again, logically, analytically, of course it's possible to still want vanilla sex with whomever, regardless of your kinky preferences. But that is one of those things that, for me, you come at me with vanilla sex, in about 30 seconds, I'm like... <sighs> Can we do something else? I just, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I posted for the kink your shop on uh, social media over the course of the past several days. And it's, um, it's a, it's a meme and it's a picture of a kitten, like sitting at a window and the text over, it says something like when my, uh, boyfriend starts like making love to me or like van- something about vanilla sex. Mm-hmm. And then the little uh, speech thing for the ki- this little innocent looking kitten says, daddy, I crave violence. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes later, daddy, I crave violence. And I'm like, mm, 10 seconds later, like I can't wait 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I'm done. I have made a to-do list in my head. I'm wondering when this will be over. I'm making plans for later. Yeah. So obviously my brain hole understands that Kingsters absolutely can still enjoy vanilla sex and do, but I forget. We do not have vanilla sex to me. Mm-mm. Is it something that you miss? Is it something that you wish we did? I don't miss it. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, okay, I'll be right back. Okay. We've had some repeats um, of a couple of things. Thank y'all for that. 
this one I I um, we're back to the caregiver a little, and this is just a another nuance that um, it's about safety and a sense of innocent wonder and not the other stuff that we talked about earlier. And I think that for some people, they might go, no, that, you know, that might not be true for me, but I, that does feel like nothing in kink is universal, but that does feel like one of those broader statements that more people than not will resonate with safety, sense of innocent wonder, the innocence. I definitely sort of, relate to i wonder if there if connections have been made by others or if connections can be made to a lot of the conversations i see online about healing your inner child or getting in touch with your inner child and the little experience if this is just kinksters have been doing it longer than the internet's been talking about it already um not to, you know, heal traumas, but, you know, but if that's a part of it, if there's some connection, I would be curious about that. Um, scrolling. This one's a little bit on that level, but this one hits really close to home. So I'm going to read it. Uh, this person wishes that people understood that calling my partner daddy uh, doesn't mean I had a bad relationship with my actual father. So I had a complicated relationship with my actual father, um, but he died well before you and I ever met. Mm. And I have often wondered if I would be able to call you daddy if he were still alive. Cause he mm. was daddy. I called him daddy. Um, <laughs> it makes it very difficult to talk to other people who knew my father, like to talk to my mom about my dad. Cause in her mind, cause up until age 22, when he died, I was 22 when he died. I was calling him daddy. And now I'm like, you know, my dad, you remember when my dad used to do that? And she'll look at me like, that's not his name. <laughs> I'm like, mm, it needs to be because daddy has a different meaning now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calling your partner daddy does not automatically inherently mean you have daddy issues. Like, come on. Do some people have daddy issues? Of course they do. Uh, does that sometimes uh, color how they interact with partners? Of course it does, but that's true regardless. Daddy's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Okay. And it, you know what? It goes back to that safety. The previous comment was talking mm -hmm. about with what caregiver Lil is. It, the vibe for me is a sense of innate, like even without a direct interaction, an innate feeling of comfort, safety, because of how I view you, I'm going to say it this way. And this might not, yeah, might definitely won't be true for everybody, but a quiet sense of strength. Like mm. you're kind of a presence, you know, <laughs> and not, and there's different kinds of presences. <laughs> there's a looming presence. There's a stern presence. Like so all the, all the presences. Am I wrapped? I mean, do you, oh, if I had my way, you'd be unwrapped, but whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> But you, and, and calmness, again, are all father figures calm, safe, strong, comforting? Of course not. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes that's not what somebody wants. I think mm -hmm. that is what I want. Um, I mean, I want all the other things. <laughs> I want all the other things too. Um, but yeah, and I, I'll say I had to struggle for a while with, oh my God, are my daddy issues, air quote that abhorrent phrase, the reason I, I, you're my daddy. And no, because I still have, for all that I understand how flawed my father was and how problematic things were and the shit I've gone through. Maybe it's because he died when I was still so young. I still have respect and love and care for him. I wish I could have seen him get older. We could have seen what our relationship turned into. But the feelings I have for you are so wholly apart and separate from anything I associate with my actual father mm. that yes, yes, there were issues there. No, our daddy baby girl dynamic is not a way to fix that in my head. You know, like. <laughs> But I had to spend some time um, 
in my head kind of going through that you know i just did hmm. okay dun, dun, dun. this one is an important reminder because i know it's another misunderstood uh kink uh as well pup play does not involve dogs <laughs> <laughs> I just not involve dogs. I am not going to speak on yeah. pup play, any form of pet play, any kind of like animal persona is like, nope, 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 outside mm. of my wheel of expertise. Thank you. But yeah, no, no, no. And I, I have m- met people and then, of course, watched plenty of people on the Internet who maybe are into pup play or, or kittens or whatever, whatever. And there's a vibe about many of the people I've seen and met as well. And you're, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, you, I could definitely see you as a puppy. <laughs> uh-huh, there's something about you. There's an energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but for anybody who has questions about that, no, 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 we are not, we are not the ones. We Do you have any experience with it? No. no. We are not the ones. Um, I like this one just because I'm a good girl doesn't mean I'm a pushover. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hell, I try to be a good girl for JB 24 seven and I, I don't succeed. I mean, if we're like a 50, 50 here, maybe a 75, 25, hopefully that's what I'm striving for. She gets an E for effort. Some most days, of the time. Some days I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, when I was in elementary school an E was excellent. So I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> uh, and he can even tell you, I'm not a pushover with him either. <laughs> no. I want to be that like soft, pliant person who's like, yes, daddy. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes there's like 10% of the time where I just kind of go, okay, daddy. And I don't have a question or a thought that I need to share immediately. <laughs> and it's all blown to shit. <laughs> Thank God I do good work in other ways. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, we're into the um um uh, I don't quite understand what um is being said exactly here because it the way it's worded, maybe I need to say it out loud so my brain will register without power exchange i was told how much i'm messing up our daughter because i'm a weak woman so it makes me wonder if by being submissive they mean that they've they're being told that being submissive to their partner they're messing up their child by being setting a bad example maybe Maybe. i think maybe that's what yeah oh that's bullshit obviously um, we've talked a few times um, in the past about how I have kind of thought about what am I showing to the boys mm-hmm. who, I mean, they're already growing up in a world that kind of caters to them, you know. <laughs> the uh, 17-year-old is very aware at his job where the people who are poorly treated, oh, tend to not be the white appear seemingly straight guys like it tends to be the marginalized the, the air quote other right and he's like they're letting me get away with shit they're not letting anybody get away with it. he's like is it because i'm like it it might be yeah there's a good chance so you know that's a reality we live in that there is a privilege to being white and male um and it's weird because they see me serve. They see me take care of. They don't know what it means. Well, they might by now. They're not stupid. We all live in the same house together. <laughs> this voice carries. Um, but they don't understand the inner workings of that. They don't understand the, the, the power exchange part. Like, they're not there. Yeah. And so I have to make very conscious decisions and choices and, make, and have conversations with them so that they understand that what they see here is a choice and how they need to be approaching people and treating people you know was slightly different than what they see and that feels like that that shouldn't that shouldn't work but you know, kids are smarter than most mm-hmm. people give them credit for true and you just have a age appropriate honest conversation with them they'll get it um but also they see the example of me stepping up and being air quote this strong you know mm-hmm. being being in charge being yeah. the whatever um they also have those formative memories of their entire life before 
they met you. <laughs> I was and how that worked. Um, and I can see there being from the people within the family, the concern can be real because it's like, what, what example am I setting? What example is being set from the outside in? That's like, that's that nosy bullshit concern. That's that you're just up in somebody else's business. Cause you, your life clearly is just not interesting enough and maybe go focus on yourself for a hot minute. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, I think it's okay to have that conversation with yourself or your partner of, okay, what example am, are we setting? Are we setting an example that we don't mean to? What kinds of conversations do we need to be having with our children? So, that, but to be submissive in a power exchange, first of all, it's not a weakness to be submissive. I, I fucking hate that stereotype. Fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> and depending on what a dynamic looks like, what your kids, should see if anything is two people who care about one another and right. take care of each other. That's the lesson that I want them to get from a healthy yeah. relationship yes. that we fuss and argue and fight and disagree. And also we come together and we take care of each other and we share in the load. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. So we are very, you know, heteronormative looking. I get that. And here I am as the submissive. So some people would go, well, you must have to do everything because that's what submissives do. Well, fuck that shit. That's not how no. things work. And so we all chip in and they all get to see that JB does dishes and cooks dinner and, and carries his load. So those yep. examples are being set. <sighs> okay, we got to the end of the list. And that took, yeah, that, that went, went okay. That took okay. Um... So, oh, mm. those are some of the things people wish mm. that other people understood about their kinks. The amount of the amount of people who are like, it's not about sex. That's clearly a hot button one, and I, yeah. I, I, I get it more now that it's not completely about sex for us either. I also. I, this is not forgiving it or excusing it, but I understand where the confusion comes from for too many people who are like, my only experience with kink is in the bedroom and it's sexual. And so therefore, you know, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah. Right. So I got, I got nothing, you got nothing left for that. Okay. Um, a big thanks to Beducated for sponsoring mm -hmm. this week's episode. Yep. Uh, link is thank you, thank below. Thank you or in the show notes, uh, code go is loving. Go check them out if you want to be uh, more educated about specific sex acts or mm -hmm. parts of your relationship or how to deal with a thing. There you go. I saw one come through an email called Body Bondage. I was like, I gotta go check that out. Right, so, right. Same. Okay. Okay. We're gonna do a bonus section? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. uh, are we good? I don't know. I have no idea. So let's, chaotic. Just, let, let's just go with it and say we are. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Keep, Keep it, it kinky, y'all. And we think we'll see you next week. Okay. Can I talk to the crickets now? Before I let you talk to the crickets, I just have something I want to say real quick. Of course. What's what? What's the date today? September 28th. Uh -huh. So you know what we have to do when we're done with this? <laughs> yeah, before the power goes out. Right. If the power's going to go out at all, we don't actually know. We don't know. But what is Ian you know, doing? We don't know. Yeah. Yes, I know. I was thinking about that too. I meant to tell you. Okay. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Uh, we do a behind the scenes uh, podcast episode for our uh, patrons. patrons. Um, and we always make sure to get it. We try to always make sure it's out by the end of the month. Um, and every month one of us is going, by the way, by the way, and sometimes one of us goes, you know, we need to record that. The other one goes, yeah, I know. And then two days passing, the other one goes, you know, we haven't recorded that yet. Oh yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> it's, it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's so, the one we kind of do the state of loving BDSM the state and the of affairs and yeah, the, yeah, state of the union kind of mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I just wanted to. Put that out there and oh so i'm aware yeah I just, but I, do i keep for, do i think it and go i need to say something to jb and right. then forget <laughs> after well, i've had in, the thought in all honesty <laughs> usually i do that but with everything i've been doing lately it, it it has not even been on my mind no it hit me like 
sometime yesterday, and then it was poof. It hit me about again. halfway through recording this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you needed a reason to join our Patreon, um, <laughs> they're very they're very short episodes. They're like 30 minutes. 35 minutes, I think, is the most 30, we've done. 30, 35 Sometimes is Sometimes less. Yeah. Um, we talk about what we've worked on, what we're going to work yeah. on, what our plans are. It's, you know, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we got to do that. Okay. So, go ahead. You can talk to the crickets now. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, I want to point out something that both Mr. Spock and Silent Wing mentioned in the mm-hmm. live chat when I said white and male. There's a privilege to that. Um, wh- white, between the two of them, they got they got my language right. White passing and straight male passing or appearing. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the appearances. Of, I mean, I talk about the kids like they're cis guys because... For the most part, they kind of sort of go, yeah, we think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're like figuring themselves out too in their, uh, on yeah. their own path. So I'm like, I'm sort of like one day they might say that they're not. And I'll go, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yes. So apologies if my language was not clear enough. Thanks to y'all for that. Uh, this is chaos upon chaos upon chaos. Yeah. Uh, the weather outside is not frightful or delightful yeah it's no. sort of middling it's dark and gloomy i'm mm-hmm. looking at a like two inch wide strip of window yeah. i can't i think it's drizzling yeah it, it's been drizzling um i can see through one of the windows over here just about an inch and a half two inch crack myself we live um, in a hole okay that, <laughs> we don't that, have, that looks straight out of the, the orange tree and and none of the branches on the orange tree are moving, so we don't have any wind at this point. So. Yeah, so for podcast listeners, all goes well. This comes out on Friday at its normal time. Yeah. No big deal. For anybody on YouTube who's like, what the hell's going on around here? We're trying to beat whatever strong winds are coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current track as of Wednesday morning, we're not, it does not look like we're going to get the brunt of anything. But around here, strong winds and heavy rains can knock out our power, can knock out our internet. And so I've been, uh, over the course of the week, trying to work ahead to stay ahead of the storm and get stuff done, (laughs) but also do things that need to be done on a day-to-day, and also like manage expectations for all the different places we are. So I was like putting notices up on your shop sites and social media, like, hi, we're gonna be here, but if the power goes out, (laughs) we will not be processing orders or responding to messages. Um, And it's one of the, there's lots of annoying things about a hurricane. I don't want to diminish the actual real concerns of a hurricane. One of the annoying things when you're prepping, especially if then nothing happens, is you have to plan for like what could ha- what could feasibly happen, yeah. and so I've been sending out message after message, going, I might not be working, we might not have power, we might not be, able-. and then I wake up this morning and it's like, actually, Ian's gonna go further south. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay. and it's and it's moving so <laughs> slow. Oh, who knows what the hell it'll yeah. be? So um, at any rate, so. Yeah, well, uh, we were off last week. I do not mm-hmm. feel like we were off last week. We used Wednesday to do even more work. We just weren't yeah. here recording. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. You worked my ass off last I week. I did. I'm officially not quite a full-time shop elf, but enough, enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, before we knew there was going to be a hurricane, I had to go, I have some stuff I have to finish up. Right. I cannot work in the shop with you this week. And you went, okay, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. starting in... Next week, first week of October, I'll kind of be there with you right. a lot. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, never mind." I'm trying to. Yeah, I've I have officially um, passed some tasks. Oh off my god! To you. And you know, it's fun to be able to do some of that. Mm-hmm. It's also nerve wracking because you figured out your method, you've gotten good at it, and I'm not good at it yet. And so I don't want to like fuck it up. But also because I'm still finishing up what will uh, become old tasks things i don't do anymore i'm like oh my god there's so much to do <laughs> so yes how i feel you know i was about to say that but now i don't want to <laughs> i was about to say i empathize even more with how busy you must have been but you couldn't just let me give it to you <laughs> take it <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
Um, but yeah, it's been it, we're we're about to go October starts fourth quarter of the year. Yeah. And if you know anything about uh, retail, you know what the hell that means. And so it's about to be balls to lot. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know. From a business partner standpoint, and also very much a service submissive standpoint, <laughs> I have loved watching how these teeny tiny things that I'm, one, I worry I'll fuck up, and two, I'm like, is that that big of a deal? I have loved watching how much that's actually been a benefit for you. Like, mm-hmm. you've, you're getting more done, you, f- you look a little less stressed, you were looking mighty tense there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of reasons for you look mighty tense, but I don't feel like the, the wood shop your happy place should be a place of tension either and so there's a part of me that's just sort of like oh look i did that thing and now he's happy yay so <laughs> it's hitting me right <laughs> in the service submissive feels um so uh the cats are fine mm-hmm. the dog is fine yeah she's actually her mid-morning thing is to take a nap in her crate and that's where she's been this whole yeah. recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the kids are off school through Friday, at least. Yeah. Um, they Part of it is some of the schools are used as shelters. And sometimes they're used as shelters even when it's not going to be a big deal for us. But because people from out of town might evacuate here. Right. Um, and then, of course, even if the shelters aren't necessarily used, they then have to, like, clean it all up. So the kids get a five-day break uh, once you include the weekend. Um, the oldest, he was supposed to work tonight. And I told him yesterday, I'm like, there's a hurricane coming to town. You're not going to work. I don't care what your employer says. If you have to, if they get mad at you, blame it on me. I don't care when you're not driving in that. Um, and now it's probably not gonna be that big of a fucking deal, but Mm -hmm. I still don't care. He can take the day off. Um, but he was supposed to have all this band stuff. Yeah. Some of which got canceled like ages ago. And some of which Mm -hmm. is now being canceled because of the storm. And he's like. I said, you've got five days to do not a fucking thing. He went, nothing. I don't have to do anything. I'm like, just sleep, baby. Sleep, eat, and play video games. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. Enjoy right. this one moment of relative calm in your yeah. senior year of high school. <laughs> Probably the last one you're going to get for a while. So, but, yeah. It's, uh, it's we're, we're good. I think there were yeah. things I was going to talk about, and then, you know, Ian showed up, and that's the only thing I can even think about right now. Yeah, I don't know what we've been doing and why we're here and what's going to happen next anymore because there's a hurricane coming to town. There is. There is. Is there anything you got? Not really. Um, I've just been working and doing my thing. I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Yeah. I finished that book, Cackle, by the way. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. Did we get that out of the YA section? Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, no? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, something about it. It is not young adult. Okay. No. I like some young adult, but I know I'm not the target audience mm-hmm. for young adults, so some of it is like not as satisfying to me as you know, it would be to somebody who's younger. All, but all, I'm, all I will say about mm-hmm. the ending of the book, mm-hmm. it turned rather dark quickly. Oh, okay. So what's funny is you're going through the books we purchased. I went, I went to the library twice over the course of like three or four days. <laughs> so the first time I went to the library, I was like, oh, we had, there were some books that we had put on hold and some of them came in. And so I went to pick them up and then I perused the new book section and found some other books. And I was like, oh, God, I love this. And here's what I realized. I love a bookstore, but there's to me, there's pressure for a bookstore mm-hmm. because I'm spending money on a book I might not like. And yeah. so it, the decision is just more fraught to mm-hmm. me. In a library, it's like being in a fucking candy store with no budget. So <laughs> I'm like, if it sounds good to me, Until I'll... Until you hit the limit of books you're allowed to check I haven't out. found that limit yet. Um, <laughs> so if a book just sounds kind of good, I can take it and there's the pressure is completely off other than to read them before you're going to start getting fined. Yeah. Um, so, and that... That pressure is also real, but I don't feel that in the moment at the library. I'm filled with all this hope for all this time uh, I'm going to have for reading. And so I got like four books on top of all the books we purchased that I said I was going to read. Bring them home. I'm, you know, getting through them, getting through them. Then um, a book that I was requested for the 13-year-old came in and I was like, oh, let's go get it before the storm. It's part of our storm prep list. They're mm-hmm. going to close the library. Let's go get it. 
And I was like, I don't need any books. So, but do you want some books? Now, again, never mind. We have entire stacks of books that have been bought and paid for. And while we have uh, power, he has his ebook, but we were thinking, uh oh, if we don't have power. Well, the power goes I out, did yeah. point out we do have tons of books, but I was over there. I'm a book pusher at the library. I'm like, why don't you go look for some books? <laughs> so I, who said, I'm not, I don't need any books. I was just here two days ago, said, I'll walk with you. Do, 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 do. He goes to a section. And you found several books. Yeah. And I look up on the shelf that we're at and I see Douglas Adam books. And I'm like, have I? I know I'd seen. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Thank yeah. you. I had seen the movie several times. Love it. Um, but I was like, have I read it? And I, maybe I have, but I can't remember. I'm like, it'll be a reread. And then there's another book. And then there's another book. And I went. And next thing you know, we're going to the the front desk and I've got another stack of books. Mm -hmm. And what we told ourselves is that this was hurricane prep. If the power goes out or even just the internet goes out, we'll have lamps, we'll have mm -hmm. natural sun daylight at some point, hopefully. We'll just read our way through. Right. <laughs> I, I ended up getting a, a bunch of books from an author that I, I absolutely loved through the years, uh, Piers Anthony. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three books by him that I have not read. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I know. I'm kind of hoping that at some point I can get where I feel like good about what I want done before the potential power goes out. And then I just go <laughs> sit on the couch with our dog and a cup of something to drink and I just fucking read because I've got a bunch of books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many books now. Yeah. I uh, always feel good at the library. I think it's because the pressure is off. I, I don't. I'm not weighing. Mm -hmm. Is this you know money? If being it's spent. not a great book, you just return it and move on your way to the next. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I need to so. go to the library more. Hmm. Maybe go to the bookstore less. I have Libby. I know. I um. I will read eBooks, mm -hmm. but yeah, my my preference just tends to be a physical book. Hmm. I know. So, yeah. Um, thanks for the well wishes we've received from folks mm -hmm. um, worried mm -hmm. about us or, you know. We are thankfully in a decent part of the state where most effects of a storm tend to be minimized for us anyway. Uh, it looks like Ian has taken a hard right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right is going further south. So some of those effects are even more minimized. Um, to our friends, followers, listeners, watchers in those parts, please stay safe. I hope you were doing what we were doing and going, I'm going to prep so that maybe it's not an issue. <laughs> and then, oops, you, but you're pre prepared. So maybe you'll be fine. We hope you will be. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, hopefully next week will be less chaotic. Hopefully next week there won't be a storm. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, Better not be I, next week. Uh, I don't watch the Atlantic to try and game out is a storm heading our way. I just, I can't do that. It's like, it's like watching political news too much. It's just stress for no reason. It's yeah. stress over shit I can't control. So um, I pay attention when it gets close, close enough. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this will be it for, for a while or yeah. it for the season. That would be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's us. And we should probably stop talking now, huh? Yeah. Because we got to go record another podcast. Yep. Oops. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. All right. We'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Just imagine us, whatever the news says to scare you, we're sitting in on the couch reading yeah. a book. That's Jim, what we're doing. Jim Cantori is not in our town, so that... I want to know how quickly he left Clearwater. And headed south. And headed yeah. south. Where he is now. Yeah. Is he in Fort Myers? Is he in Naples? We need to check. Because that... <laughs> Y'all, the Jim Cantori thing is real. If he's in your town run because <laughs> shit's about to go down <laughs> Same. anyway we're gonna go all right <laughs> thanks for being here with us and uh you know always welcome yeah we'll mm -hmm. we'll talk to you next time yeah. bye, bye.